to another episode of On Repeat, the podcast, the weekly music podcast where we delve into the minds of some of our favourite musicians and talk about the whys and the hows of music making. Now, we have a very special interview this week as we are talking to Drew Jody, whose name you might recognise from one of our previous episodes as we spoke to Sabia in Series 1, and he is a frequent collaborator with her. Plus, Ellie and I also guested on his podcast called Discover Live, and it's really nice to have the tables turned and ask him a few questions, so now he understands what it's like to be on the spot. But a little bit more about Drew before we kick off with the interview. His debut single, Coward, was also really well received. It was covered by the likes of Line of Best Fit, Clash, and now obviously Us, was also put onto the Spotify Fresh Finds list. And he did a really good job of kind of cutting through the noise, which I think can be a very hard thing in a very competitive industry. He's previously worked as an engineer at some of London's biggest studios and has worked for the likes of Stormzy, Leanne Mahavis, and Little Sims. So he's really cut his teeth along the musical kind of landscape. He's also big into collaboration and has recently been working with fellow Croydon-based producer, Sourthink. So in this episode, we talk about creative compromises and also collaboration in the virtual world, plus how he produced his debut single, Coward. I think he gets very in-depth about his kind of workflow and what he was aiming for in the music, as well as what he wants to impart to the next generation. It's a really lovely interview. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us, Drew. You were a wonderful guest and we can't wait to meet you in real life. Um, if you want to keep up with Drew, please do follow him on social media. You can find him on Facebook, which is at Drew Jody. Drew Jody is spelled D-R-E-W-J-O-D-I. You can find him on Instagram at Drew Jody underscore and it's the same handle on Twitter, but we'll have those all in the bio, all in the kind of show notes don't you worry we've got you covered and of course before we kick off we do love to ask you every week that if you're enjoying this episode please give us a rating and review on apple Podcasts. it helps other people find us helps us go up the ranks a little bit and it's totally free we do read all the reviews so thank you so much to everyone that's left them you can also follow us on spotify so that you get notifications about the latest episode and obviously follow us on instagram at on repeat the podcast just slide into our dms say hey we really appreciate it um so yeah that's it from us without much further ado the wonderful drew jody on on repeat the podcast we're with the man the myth the legend drew jody <laughs> yeah um, what an intro yeah, I mean, this is this is this is a really interesting one for me. I'm looking forward to this. We, uh, what, the reason I say the man, the myth, is because you were a myth at the start. We were hearing about you and mm. what you were doing from. Oh, Sophia. really? Okay. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of funny. We've never we've spoken to like producers that work with songwriters. Sure. We've spoken to songwriters that work with producers, but we've never had like the same story from like two different viewpoints right. which I'm really fascinated by yeah. it's kind of interesting to like it come full circle in kind of join the loop yeah absolutely I mean it's interesting because like Sabia's pretty much the only artist that I've ever written and produced for other than myself and like the bands that I've always been in so um you know it's, it's been a really exciting time recently because she's sort of been putting all the music out that that we've been making together and sort of at the same time I've started to put music out that like under under Drew Jody as well, so you know it's been kind of this snowball effect with uh yeah getting more and more people sort of being interested in 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 me, which is exciting but weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably is a bit hard to be, I don't know, both behind the scenes in front of the camera, yeah. so like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weird because when I was younger, I've always been in bands ever since I was like 13 and I was always the front man. So I was, I was always very used to sort of, you know, performing in front of a, a crowd and stuff like that. And, but I, I never produced the music. Um, I was always like, you know, the main, one of the main writers in, in every band, but I was never the sort of producer. And so sort of having, having that hat on and being sort of recognized for that is, that's really new and that's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see over the next few months because there's so much more music to come. Um, yeah, to see what happens, really. It, you seem um, to just be so stuck into a lot of things. I mean, if you know, if listeners haven't listened to our episode that we did with Drew's podcast yeah. already, you'll see yeah. that Drew also has 
an amazing ability to interview and honestly oh thank you interviewing is different from being interviewed and it's something yeah. that Hattie and I found mm. when we were being interviewed you know sometimes our guests turn around questions on us and it's it's a little bit of a a mind feel. It. it's like a deer in the deer in the headlights and <laughs> yeah. like oh god I don't even know the answer to my own question I hate it so I'd be really interested you to know like what kind of person you are in a party situation are you more of a host that kind of like gets everybody make sure everybody's happy yeah um you're <laughs> definitely that kind of person right <laughs> 100% I'm uh, <laughs> like I remember at university I was always the one that would like go onto the sort of uh, halls Facebook page and be like, "There's a party flat two <laughs> flat two A." Oh my god, yeah, like, that, that was me. Come, come down. <laughs> we're, we're playing drinking games and yeah, yeah. Are you an only child by any chance? I'm not. I'm not. I've got an uh, older sister. Ah, uh, because I'm an only child, and I think it that kind of behaviour for me stemmed from when I was younger, and it'd be like a birthday party, and my mum would be like, "You even invite." like the whole class yeah. you invite no one like I don't want you to leave people out so when I went oh, to uni nice. I was like just invite everyone yeah <laughs> just see who turns up yeah I think also Sometimes for, for me idea. it was very much sort of making the most of the time I had there because I was only at uni for one year because I did the first two years of my degree um kind of in college uh and mm -hmm. I was like working full-time as well and um so I, I did, I basically did a top up degree. So I only did one year actually at university in Southampton, Solent. Um, so I was just, I wanted to just make the most of it and just have as many parties as possible. Go yeah. big, go home. Exactly, go home. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go big and then go home, yeah, for sure. What did you study? What did I study? I, I, studied, um, I studied popular music production. Um, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was weird because... The first two years that I did, a, I did a, a college called East Surrey College, um, and that was great. Um, that was uh, a course. I think it was just called music technology. Um, and to be honest, that was like, you know, I was kind of, I was, uh, I was eighteen, and it was kind of the first time that I had properly looked into production. And then I found mm -hmm. that it, I had never planned to sort of do this college diploma and then do a degree. It was always just I, I knew that I wanted to write music. Um, I didn't really know much about production, uh, but I started to learn about logic during this college diploma. And then I was told, oh, you can go to university for one year and get a full degree in production if you want. So I, you know, I jumped at that opportunity. Why not? Yeah. It's my, my sort of education history is a bit weird because I also came out of uni and then did another diploma in audio engineering uh, in a place called SSR in Camden. Uh, which is oh, yeah, which, I know. which is now sadly closed. Yeah, it's yeah. closed. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I know them yeah. really well. Like, did you have like I don't know? Did like you have teachers like Jake? Jake. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, Jake Williams. Is, is yeah. that his name? Oh yeah, my yeah. God. yeah, yeah, yeah. I work with them quite a lot. I've done like events there and stuff. They're such a nice team. It's yeah. a real shame that it's gone. Yeah, it really is. I I, I used really to be the uh, receptionist. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we might have. We might have met. We might well have done. A, it depends on that this was but um yeah they're such a nice team it's really sad that they're gone yeah it really is a real beacon of, of music in camden yeah i mean that's 100 percent where i learned like everything that i know really like um in terms of studios and and you know the um the technical side of studios and things like that like it was so hands-on there i i yeah i can't thank them enough and i uh my um my sort of main teacher there was a guy called Pete Dowsett and he gave me my first ever paid job in the music industry so you know without without SSR I probably I, yeah I wouldn't be doing any of this yeah shout out yeah shout out to SSR shout out to Pete yeah because you, yeah, you so is that how you was your first paid job being an engineer so yeah. you'd like engineered for um in studios and stuff like that yes yeah yeah so my my first ever paid job I was assisting Pete Dowsett on a in a studio called Parlor Studios in Kettering uh, for this like death metal band called De Profundis, who are great. I massively recommend checking them out. They're like wild. Their music is crazy. Um, and I did, we did this week of, uh, of just tracking drums in the studio. And it was honestly like the most intense week of my life. Um, my job was to edit the drums and I think I came out the back of that week and all I could hit, like my ears were just ringing with kick drum. It just sounded like there was, oh I couldn't sleep <laughs> for like weeks afterwards. But it was, uh, you know, it was a great education in uh, in sort of coping with high pressure environments. Um, and then off yeah. the back of that, I, you know, I um, started working in various different studios. And 
Yeah, because I think I'd read that you'd you'd like sort of engineered projects for like people like Leanne Havis, yeah, and then Stormzy. And yeah, you've also got Death Metal, so it must have been a really good kind of learning curve for like a lot of different needs. They're yeah, all like very different artists to one another. Yeah, so you must have covered a lot of ground. A hundred percent, and like every single one of those sessions was so vastly different in setup. Like you know, w- with someone like Stormzy, he, I mean. Uh, I've, but even with just Stormzy himself, like I did, I did so many different sessions with him. I've, I've done sessions with him, like just me and him by ourselves, and he would just sort of come in and um, he had to do like a verse on a song or whatever. But then I've done an, an, another session where it's him and you know he brings a, a bunch of his mates and we're all sort of drinking and um, got me a McDonald's. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like that setup is so much more. Um, like freeing and I think that's the kind of thing that um, is really exciting to be in on those sessions because it's so much more creative mm. uh, yeah and I, I do I, I do miss doing that because I'm not really engineering anymore um, obviously because of the, the pandemic but um, <laughs> but yeah I, I've, it is weird because you look at that and then you look at like the sort of death metal album that I did and and um, yeah I guess it definitely was an education in all the different ways that you can use a studio as an instrument and and uh, yeah, that's definitely sort of impacted how I produce music as well now. I was just thinking about the engineering thing that you're talking about. Um, we should definitely hook you up with uh, one of our guests that we spoke to, Barney, um, foot shooter, because he does engineering um, work for uh, men in... What was, what was it exactly, Hattie? Men in prison or so just like a rehabilitation yeah yeah yeah. you should check it out it's called in-house records in-house records great yeah yeah i'll I'll have to write that down have you ever done any like community work or like outreach work or organization work not really to be honest Mm. um it's something that i've been thinking more and more about recently um uh i i got in touch with my old college and my old uni um sort of halfway through uh the most recent lockdown just to sort of say I, I would love to speak to some of the students and give them some advice if if they if they would be interested in it so that's going to happen soon um Amazing. yeah which I, i'm actually really looking forward to um i've just got to you know there's so much there's so much happening at the moment i've just got to find the time to mm. do it um but yeah hopefully yeah. that'll that'll be on the card soon yeah you should be able to guess what my next question is which is what is the best piece of advice that you've oh given. god what question do you want the students to ask you what answer do you want to give <laughs> that is it's two, it's a oh that's such a tough question <laughs> um uh I, th- I i think when i was younger I, w- I was always very much a perfectionist and i always wanted to know like what is the best way like there must be the correct way to record this or record that and then i was working with pete um pete Dowsett, who i mentioned earlier um and he pretty much got me thinking differently by sort of explaining to me that like you can do anything in any way that you want. And when you're making music, when you're recording something, you know, you could put a microphone that's normally meant to be for a kick drum, put that on the hi-hat and see how that sounds. You might like how that sounds. So I think it's just experimenting. Mm. Um, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I think... Just uh, being being free with with whatever you're creating was was uh, was kind of the advice that he was giving me, which was great because um, I'd never really thought about it in that way before. I'd always thought about it very technically. Um, in terms of the question that I want students to ask me, uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I guess like it might even be the same thing. Yeah. Like, sorry, no, I, I, I guess just like, um, what's the best way to get into studio or something, or to like get um, to start to kick start? Because when I did my diploma, mm. um, I came out of of it and I had no idea how I was going to get a job. And basically, what I did was I printed off a bunch of CVs and a bunch of CDs with my music on and I just went to like every studio in London and just knocked on the door and just asked if I could like speak to someone and handed over a CV 
And off the back of that, I got, and then, then I would go home and email those people and be like, following up from our meeting today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, good. I think people are a bit friendlier than you anticipated. 100%. I can't like, I, I mean, at that point I had no experience really in, in, in studios and yet pretty much every single place that I went to gave me like a full tour of the studio for like completely off their own own backs like I didn't have any meetings set up in advance I just went knocked on the door and said is there someone I can speak to about a job most of the time they'd be like oh not really but do you want to come and have a look and I was like yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh I guess that's the advice that I would give so hopefully they would ask me about that <laughs> I love yeah. that two brilliant pieces of yeah there, there we go hmm <laughs> talked about where you've studied but it seems to me that a lot of your kind of success and development so far um is dictated by just you as a person and the way that you kind of seek out opportunities off your own back you kind of seem to make things up like in your way definitely You carve your own path. And that's what I'm really interested in because I think so much of the time people assume that you have to really focus on one thing and be good at one thing. But it seems like you're one of those personalities that can kind of tap into a bit of everything. Just the way that your your mind works, I think is so like exactly what the, I guess the music industry and creative industries are about. Mm. And I just don't know if you, is that something you think you can teach? Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, th- I think, I think it's just about sort of being confident to, uh, to reach out to people where there are opportunities and, and to, you know, sort of grab the opportunities when you can. Um, yeah. I mean, that was kind mm. of the sort of idea behind Discover Live, the, the podcast that I do in, in the first place. Like, we kind of kickstarted it because we, we, uh, my, my flatmate and I and, and our mate Dan, um, we used to go to so many gigs when we were younger. Um, obviously mm. I used to play a lot of gigs in various bands and, um, but then we sort of, you know, we hit our sort of late twenties, mid to late twenties. And we kind of realized that we weren't really going to many gigs anymore. And because of that, you know, we, we kind of mm. run out of like contacts that we were making and things like that. And then, um, so we just, we, we also, and obviously like venues were struggling so much. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to, to sort of keep, that the momentum alive with like the people that we were meeting and um so we just kind of kick-started discover live as a, as a way to network and also a way to sort of show venues how much we appreciate them and 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 yeah it just kind of went from there and it's it's interesting because i'd never really thought about what you said about me sort of um you know being the being the sort of person to sort of i don't know um go out of my way and uh building uh, a network that I'm sort of, mm. uh, or, or whatever. But um, yeah, I guess that is true because I mean, with the Drew Jody music that I'm putting out now, um, I write and, and, and produce that with, uh, with my friend Callum, who I met through Instagram. Um, right. Is this Sour, sour sink? sink? Yeah. 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 I saw the post you did the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, technically we didn't really meet on Instagram. We met, he worked in a music shop and I was about to go to, on a little trip to Japan. And uh, I went to the music shop and bought an in, uh, an interface, which he recommended me. But then we added each other on Instagram and, and, and that was it. And like a year later, he posted looking for collaborators. Does anyone want to make some music? So I just reached out um, and like, that was like the best thing that I think I've ever done. Like genuinely work like working with Callum is easily the best musical education I've ever had and um and like you know that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't sort of had that mindset of um just Mm. like you know reaching out to people and doing whatever I can to Mm. um you know keep uh keep on top of things and uh yeah it was it was was wicked Uh, Callum's incredible (laughs) I'm I'm really proud that I'm really proud that Callum's incredible. (laughs) Sorry, that was a bit of a ramble. That, but um, no, no, it it was brilliant. I was I was going to say I'm really like proud or like pleased that you you said that you met him kind of in real life, but you kind of then 
remet on instagram because yeah. i think it's i think now it's pretty daunting because like we've been in lockdown for ages yeah. so it's kind of like how do you meet people and i'm really happy that it's like you have a really positive like relationship that started kind of virtually yeah. it's just made me happy that it feels like maybe maybe we can still collaborate because yeah. i think people are like oh i can't i can't go to gigs and meet people which is a, a great way to meet people but it's nice that can still reach yeah. out and we just still have faith yeah absolutely i mean it's 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 funny because obviously when we first met we did meet in person um at that shop but then we didn't speak for year for like the whole year and i mean i i would sort of see his posts on instagram or whatever and then when he posted the the thing just sort of saying i'm looking for collaborators Does anyone want to link up um we we decided to meet in a coffee shop and the first thing he said to me was nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> and I said we've already met he just completely <laughs> forgot um which uh so so I guess in a way yeah I mean we definitely did meet over Instagram because he doesn't remember us meeting in the first, from the first place <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of similar to me and you Ellie I was just thinking like we went to uni together and we obviously like were friendly but obviously uni you're surrounded by like yeah however other many thousand people and people kind of make their yeah. groups um so yeah, we were friendly and then we kind of lost touch and then we like reconnected mm. again via Instagram. That's mm -hmm. true, isn't big it? Up, big up, big up yeah, IG. there you go. <laughs> That's very true. I think it's, I found that actually quite a lot of people um, like now, I think I had like a few years to kind of like figure things out and do mm. my own thing. And then I've definitely like come back to people who I'm like, I always liked them. I'm gonna come back to them. Yeah. That kind of, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. Um, let's talk about your music a little bit because okay. uh, yes. something like the sounds um, and the kind of like, they remind me of some of my favorite artists, to be honest. Yeah. Like, kind of like Bon Iver, like um, James Blake, that yeah. kind of thing. But I'm, I'm aware how of how eclectic you are and sure. how you write such different music for yeah, different yeah, people. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. And I wonder how authentic you feel the music you write is to you. And if you prefer writing music for other people <laughs> or your own music. Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. It's funny because I think um, I kind of deliberately put Coward out as the first single because I, it was so far away from anything that I'd put out before. Like, um, I've yeah. always been in indie bands, like my whole life, um, up until this point. And, you know, I, 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 there was always like the sort of in joke with mates was, you know, I'm the, the indie kid in, 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 in the school or whatever. Um, so I kind of deliberately put coward out because, you know, it was so like synth heavy and there was a lot of glitchiness mm -hmm. and it was, it's a very dark song, but I, I mean, like you said, my, my taste is so eclectic and, and, and I, 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 I find value in basically any music. So I think people will, I mean, hopefully people will be surprised by the kind of music that I put out as Drew Jody. Like each song that we've kind of done, me and Callum have kind of done so far is very different to the last. Um, so I, I, I think there's equal value when I'm writing stuff for myself because I can explore every single genre really um, without boundaries. But there's also equal value with writing with other people, writing with Sabia because it's a very different process because we're kind of having, with Sabia, we're always thinking like, this needs to be a smash. Like, um, <laughs> We, we need every song to be super exciting and fun and, um, uh, you know, because it's, it's sort of treading on the sort of pop R&B uh, side of, of, of music, which is I absolutely love. Um, so a lot of the time those sessions are, are, you know, just so fun. Like we did one last night and we basically just had a load of gin and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I did a um, Sour Sync, Callum and I did a challenge in January where we like made a song or like wrote a beat or something like every day for the whole of January. I love and, um, and and sent it to each other. Uh, so yesterday, Sabir and I basically opened up maybe like 10 or so of those beats and just improvised a load of melodies on sort of all of them. And we, we spent like maybe 15, 20 minutes on each one and 
just pass the mic back and forth and I I love those kind of sessions because you can't really do that by yourself just sort of like you know get drunk and yeah. <laughs> and like vibe back and forth so it's, it's definitely a very different vibe when I'm <laughs> when I'm writing uh music I mean to be fair if I'm writing with Callum there's still very much that same vibe well you know um uh but yeah, I mean, I feel like, does that even answer the question? I've kind of, I, I went so off uh, off course there. I can't really yeah. remember what, what the question was. <laughs> no. It, yeah, no, was I a, thought that. that was a great answer. Yeah, no. I also, when you're saying like, you kind of want people to be surprised by what you yeah. make. I was like, it's funny because I'm actually surprised that you're like the indie kid because I don't think I would have gotten indie. Really? From, um, yeah. Because I, I was an indie kid. So I, maybe I'm like, maybe that's how people see me. Do you have any, any fave indie tracks? Indie fave indie tracks uh i used yeah. to be obsessed with the maccabees and bombay bicycle club oh my God. but like smaller bands yeah, as well yeah. like there was this band called eight legs who i was like super obsessed with um and like art brit and you know alt j and uh, alt j i want indie to come back yeah <laughs> i want indie to kind of come back as well i think because where i'm from in leicester there was quite a big indie scene yeah and that's just kind of how, and even when I go back there as well, that's how, kind of how we all remember it. And whenever we go back and we're seeing people from Leicester, we're always playing those songs that we used to listen to. There's something very nostalgic about it, mm-hmm. isn't there? Yeah. Definitely. The Maccabees, like you're saying, the Maccabees. Yeah. The skinny jeans. Yeah. That's what I remember. And like the, I was like a scene kid with like the short bits and the long anyway yeah. long story um <laughs> I just want to go back to what you're saying so you did like a beat challenge in January yeah. so that's like having 31 yeah kind of- well I mean we actually only started on the 2nd of January because I was too hungover on the 1st so we oh, got right. 30 <laughs> <laughs> so that's, a, that's fine so that, that's a lot and then you went through like 10 to 15 with um Spear yeah yeah and did you like shortlist those 15 oh or yeah did you just kind of pick random and ha- so how did you how did you kind of make your list 50 percent small um we i mean i i we went through and i uh we, with sabia's manager um and just i just said like this is a bunch of things that i'm working on just went through them all one by one and it was funny because um obviously a lot of the ones that i did in january i mean you know when you're when you're making a song a day I kind of forgot like what half of them were and there was quite a few where I had already put vocals on them uh, so I started sort of playing this song and then all of a sudden you just hear like a massively auto-tuned me just singing some weird lyrics over the top and I was like okay let's not listen to that one <laughs> on to the next one um and yeah, the, we, I guess we. I just kind of made like a little folder where, you know, every time they were kind of feeling a beat, I would just put it into that and be like, this is Sabia's folder. And then, um, and then yeah, we just went through them all one by one. Uh, and I just put a my, uh, audio track in, set up a microphone and put, I've got like a, this, uh, this like galaxy light, uh, which kind of like projects, uh, like lasers of stars on the ceiling and almost like um this like blue like aurora borealis type thing um so it was like super vibey <laughs> and uh yeah that that's how it went <laughs> it's good fun no, it sounds really fun and obviously now you're living together so that must be yeah fun. yeah i mean that was the first time we'd been able to write together um just because i hadn't had my studio set up at all um and we've we've got you know uh, so many deadlines and things of, from her management and I mean that's boring but <laughs> um, we've, we've been having to sort of like finish off various songs rather than writing new stuff so it was exciting to sort of get the opportunity to finally um, sit down and, and write some new things together for the first time in a while. It's, I'm really excited for the next few months because this is a, like we've, we've, we've talked about wanting to live together for you know years so um, yeah hopefully it'll be fruitful. sounds like you manage your relationships really really well I wonder do you have any um relationships that are difficult um and if so how have you found ways to kind of overcome them like how, it's difficult to maintain yeah. creative relationships have sure. you ever clashed with anyone um I wouldn't say necessarily clashed I think I think it's it's very it's very easy to know 
very quickly if you're going to like mesh with someone creatively like I've done sessions with people in the past where like within five minutes I've just in my head I've like known like this is not this is not my vibe um and then you know I I'm I think I'm too polite and in sometimes so I'll just sort of sit there like trying to come up with some ideas and and you know it 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 just won't happen um but but never really any any clash um just uh creative differences yeah i'd say and how how do you deal with that um just never speak to them again okay. <laughs> 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 no um uh just very awkwardly fizzle out the conversations and <laughs> really, just leave them on red <laughs> yeah 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 pretty much so you don't find yourself coming to like a creative compromise like you just kind of like um no, i mean there's a hundred percent like it's funny because like well you know if i'm if i'm writing with sabia um even with our sessions like we we like creatively we mesh together so well but there's also always um difference in opinion but i think that's what makes for the best environment you yes. know if if we if we always mm -hmm. just said yes you're right to each other we probably end up making something really terrible because we'd always just agree yeah. with like the other person's like initial instinct but you know there's always room for something to be refined or like yeah melodies to change or lyrics to change and i think it's really important to be open with someone when you're making music um so yeah. that that's what i try to uh make sure all of my sessions are like sort of very comfortable and um mm. engaging it comes back to the idea of being able yeah, like to really that, yeah. hold and facilitate spaces i guess as well sure. um but i i realized that i i kind of said that like do you, do you not compromise as in I, I didn't mean to, I, I didn't mean like you need to compromise actually because I think this is quite an important point obviously you're able to work with people who have different points of view and opinions yeah. to you and like you said it, they can really complement each other and yeah. you can actually create the most fruitful work out of that yeah um but but you know sometimes uh sometimes you do have to know when to kind of leave something don't oh you? yeah do you know, definitely do you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when i when i'm when i said that i actually actually meant like how do you you know sometimes when you know that you just have to leave some ideas yeah how, yeah sort of things might not mesh when do you ever do you, do you find yourself ever getting to those points where you're like you know what it's just this is not gonna work this is a bad song <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah is, i mean yeah that happens a lot and like I'm I'm the type of like I I don't like to give up on something so I will mm. just keep working at it and keep working at it and a lot of the time it'll have to be the other person's tell me like no just stop we'll, we'll do something else now like really? I could be, I could be sat there for hours just being like no I, I know that this is going to be good eventually and you know sometimes it just won't sometimes it's just a dud and you just got to move on <laughs> um and yeah. yeah, that that can definitely happen, and it, and it has happened quite a lot. But um, I guess also I'm quite fortunate in that it, you know there's most of the time it doesn't happen, and most of the time if something starts off then and you're not liking it, um, you know you can sort of work into the, to to the point where you're you're enjoying it. But um, mm -hmm. but there are though there are definitely those songs where it's just this is just not going anywhere. That, and that happens yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's important to know. Yeah, it is really important to know. And I saw, I think we have to be um, mindful of like the idea of like wasting mm. time. I saw this thing, this guy who was like, yeah. studied to be a doctor for so, like eight years and then became a doctor and was like, I actually really don't like this. Maybe it wasn't a doctor, maybe it was a lawyer. And he's like, I actually really don't like this. And people are like, oh yeah, but if you stop now, you've wasted yeah. eight years yeah. of your life studying. And then he like then was a lawyer or a doctor, or whatever, for the rest of his life. Yeah. Hated every second. Retired fifty years later and was like, I could have made it a seven year waste of time rather than a fifty seven. Made it a yeah. fifty years. Yeah. So really, what you know, what's the better thing to do? And I think sometimes yeah. that can happen with ideas. It's like it's okay to leave things. You might have worked on it for weeks, but you could yeah. be just working on it for months, and it's just not. Yeah. 
not going anywhere. Don't know. That's all. That's all, that's my twenty twenty one thing. Yeah, like, just that's, like a, that's a yeah, really good bit good. of advice. I feel like that fits into quite a few things, like music, but also like probably relationships as well. Like, relationships, yeah. yeah, everything. Exactly. That's great. Exactly. I yeah. You mentioned Coward, which is your like latest yes. single. And I love it. It's Thank great. you. I listened to it this morning. I listened to it a few times. Oh, amazing. But it's um, it's really hit the ground like running. Yeah. It's like you've got like 10k streams on Spotify. You're in like line of best fit. You're in Spotify mm. fresh finds. Yeah. You're in Clash. It's been like a really really yeah, positive been, kind of it's response. Been pretty wild. Yeah. How how has that felt? And is it kind of difficult? Because I'm guessing like there's like marketing and stuff involved mm-hmm. in it, and I guess that's like a lot of it down to you. Sure. And is it really hard to to do that? How, yeah. did, how did you do yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, we kind of want this. We want the same response for our podcast. Yeah, it's funny because like I mean, like I said before, I've always been in indie bands, but I've always been uh, the sort of the the main guy, sort of pushing all the, all the music, and um, it's there's there's never been much traction to it, so you know, I, I finally sort of took the leap to just do everything to, to, to do this solo project. And um, it's just so exciting to sort of finally have even just the, the sort of little traction that it has had, you know, like, like you said, the, the fresh finds, that was crazy. Um, like for me, that was so exciting to, to get on Spotify mm. fresh finds. I, I never, ever thought that that would happen. Um, I, I've been working with, um, uh, in terms of how 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 it all kind of happened, I've been working with um, this company called Cartel Music Group uh, uh, to oh, do yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to do my PR. A guy called Ethan Beer, who has absolutely smashed it. He's done such a great job. I mean, he he got me the 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 sort of clash and the line of best fit reviews and things like that. It's funny because I I I was really worried that nothing was going to happen with Coward, um, and I was kind of emailing him like every other day, like any news that like was going on? Um, has anyone picked it up yet? And he was messaging me back like every day being like, you know, it's slow progress. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see close to the day. And I'm just impatient. And I was just kept on messaging him. And even up until 11.30pm, uh, the night of the track was going to come out in like half an hour's time. I got an email from Ethan saying the line of best fit are going to cover it. And I literally like jumped out of bed and was just so excited. Um, yeah. And then in the morning, I just, you know, looked at my phone and I and uh, I had been tweeted by Clash magazine. And I, just, I mean, that was, you know, just a very exciting day. Um, uh, so in answer to how does it all happen? I don't really know. <laughs> it just, it just kind of <laughs> did. Um, and then uh, I wasn't expecting to get on Fresh Finds at all. And that happened like a week after the song came out. Um and you know that's been a godsend because like in the first week, mm. uh, I maybe got sort of you know seven eight hundred streams or something just from friends of friends and sort of me pushing it on Instagram or whatever. And then within three days of it being on Fresh Finds, it had like ten thousand. So it wow, it really yeah. does like I had never really sort of known the impact that those editorial playlists can have until this one. And like I think it's now nearly at like twenty thousand which is yeah which is just wild to like you know considering it's my my debut single um i just didn't think it was going to get picked up like that um and especially because it's you know musically it's such a it is a very strange song um mm. like structurally i mean it's quite like you know verse chorus verse chorus so it's quite simple but there's a lot of weird stuff in there. So I just didn't think it would resonate with many people. I was kind of, I was, I mean, I'm very, I've been very surprised by the reaction that it's got. Mm. And that's, that's really exciting because, um, you know, it only gets weirder from here. So. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. What, yeah, why done. do you think, um, congratulations by the oh, way. Thank that you. It's, it's what a yeah. brilliant, um, product of of hard work and fantastic and a process. great way to start the year yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. Also, yeah really nice Absolutely. way to start 2021 Amazing. Yeah. um why why do you think that uh it has been so well received i mean in terms of like the kind of more unusual sounds like, sure do you think is there any sort of why do you think that might be um i think i think the 
it is it's just because it's so weird in terms of production maybe it's like people it's caught people's ears a little bit um i also think lyrically uh people have probably been able to um what's the word it's probably resonated with a few people like it, it's mm-hmm. it's a song that's um i i wrote it in the first lockdown um when i was just like uh, you know i was i was really struggling and um I I had like no energy to to make any music but I wanted to write I wanted to to sort of say how I was feeling so I got Callum to send me some uh, a beat that he had sort of started on his Instagram and uh it all just kind of flooded out and I and I think when when a song you know floods out like that and it's very simple lyrics um and I think I, I think maybe people have latched onto that a bit, um, mm. especially considering you know the 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 environment that we're all in at the moment, being stuck at home yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, that, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, I also think every time I was listening to it like over and over again, and every time I listened to it, I felt like I like heard something. Yeah, new. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. quite kind of yeah, like glitchy, like a lot of like synthy kind of analog sounds. Yeah. So there is like a sort of, yeah, it's very like textured. There's a lot of layers to it. So it was like, I wasn't bored. You know when like you listen to like a a song and you're kind of like, you're bored every time yeah, you listen yeah. to it. I mean, it, was, it, it was nice because it felt like I could like just focus on one kind of part of the yeah. song throughout it. When I don't that was something that, that's that, not me, that yeah. was something that um, Sal Sink and I spent a lot of time on, which was just sort of uh, the added little croutons or the little nuggets of of uh exciting <laughs> I like, bits I like the yeah yeah that's ones. that's like a thing that we've we've always talked about like you know the song is is the night is the salad and then uh you you gotta you gotta add the croutons and like the the parmesan and the little like the chicken and make make caesar a proper caesar sauce. salad yeah exactly. exactly yeah kind of like when you go to a barbecue and like the best part of the barbecue in my opinion is like the sides yes like you know the potato salads and the coleslaw that's the thing that makes yeah. the barbecue not like your, not the burgers and the yeah yeah the all the extra like salad embellishments but i prefer croutons <laughs> yeah, i like exactly. that i like yeah that. so we just we just spent a lot of time you know just going in depth and being like how can we make this bit more exciting without sort of detracting from what the song is saying or you know where the song is going and that yeah there was just a lot of there's a lot of things in that song that sort of only happen once and that was very deliberate because because we wanted people to go back and listen to it again you know if there's something that happens because I find myself when I'm listening to songs if there's something that happens in a song in like verse one and it doesn't happen again I'm like I, I need to listen to that again because I want to hear that thing that happened in verse one again, and I love that. That's really interesting. I think what you've done is really really clever because you've kind of used relatable lyrics and mm. um, a kind of a foundation of a more conventional structure in a way, um, yeah. song structure, but with interesting uh, little intricacies yeah. and, and things going on. So you've kind of hooked people uh, in that way with, with the familiarity sure. um, and, you know, at the sort of feeling of, of home, but then yeah. you've been able to kind of like put in these interesting things. And I think that, that's a that's quite a kind of um edge that's quite educational listening for some people I think because yeah. they're then yeah. listening to little things that they might not otherwise listen to but you've yeah. drawn them in through something that yeah. feels quite familiar to them so I think that's interesting and also and I feel like you've tapped into a way to kind of keep that originality being yeah, listened to if you know Amazing. what I mean and the other thing that you were talking about as well with uh you know, I think a lot of people can relate to feeling a little bit lost during the first lockdown and get not yeah. being able to yeah. get on their feet. And that is a huge argument for collaboration. Yeah, because exactly. You, said, you, you know, you've, you found the beat, someone to collaborate with and yeah. that kind of got you started, that got yeah, your yeah. creative juices flowing 100%. and probably yeah. vice versa for that person. Yeah. And it just feels like you... 
um, it's nice that you said that actually, you know, being honest about your struggles during the first lockdown. Yeah. Because it just seems like otherwise you're someone who's completely taken every opportunity from this awful situation and just <laughs> kind of bloomed. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah. But I wonder now, because, you know, now that you've been able to navigate and find your way almost sure. virtually, you've been virtually networking through, you know, your both your podcasts and your music and making making new things how how you how do you think you're going to cope finding your your feet more in the in the real world when people yeah, see yeah, yeah. each other more do you think I mean, you'll be better equipped i think so yeah i mean i'm i'm just super excited for what happens next cuz i mean there's so much that's going to be happening soon like so many plans um sort of evolving um, behind the scenes uh, I think I'm also just so excited for everything to go back to normal just so that you know I, I can't wait to play my first show I think that's going to be amazing I'm super, super excited about that I'm also in Sabia's band um, can't wait for us to play her first show um, so you know I, I mean I'm hoping that the things that I've been able to do virtually like all this all this networking and you know it will translate um into you know exciting more exciting things to come i would i would love to do more collaboration um there's been since the song came out i've had quite a lot of people sort of you know sliding into my dms and uh, <laughs> and uh, asking to collaborate so i can't wait to you know to make that make some of that happen I think definitely. I'm really, really excited for yeah. you and how you. I bet you can't wait to go out there and network in person and. Oh, honestly, and, and like, and like that's how I work best. Like, obviously, over over the various lockdowns, I've done a lot of sessions over over Zoom and things like that. But it's never the same um, as when mm. you're in a room with someone. When you can sort of you know feel, feel the energy of 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 how someone else is feeling when you're making a song um i think that's so important uh so that is going to be brilliant when we're able to you know get back in the same rooms together and and just really vibe um that's that's why last night with with sabir was so good because you know we just had a few drinks and we just made some great music for the first time in in a while yeah and hopefully there'll be more of that soon Yeah, and we were speaking um, to somebody this week about uh, maybe sort of having that sense of the the roaring twenties again and having fun in the yeah. same way. And yeah, and how how funny would that be if if you know maybe people just like left their phones alone and oh, just like just really paid attention to live music. Yeah, and just like kind of like everywhere's turned into Bergheim. Like no yeah. amazing outfits like yeah you know, everyone's just uh, that's that's what that's what i want personally like yeah. i actually feel very excited and energized talking yeah. about it but, i mean w yeah. with discover live we used to put on a lot of gigs as well like it, um the podcast thing only kind of kicked off um towards the end of 2019 so not obviously not long before everything happened with coronavirus mm. but before that we were you know we were interviewing people in person we were putting on gigs um and loads of different things like we had articles and things on on our on our website and stuff like that um so i would be so excited when we can start putting on gigs again because i used to love doing that yeah. um so that'd be really exciting you know just to all the people that have been guests on our podcast and things like that you know to, to be able to sort of come along to shows and and uh you know, have to have like, have some real conversations in person will just be a lot of fun. Actually, to touch yeah. on your podcast, what has been, obviously you've mm -hmm. been interviewing people in lockdown, but has there been any like kind of key, key kind of threads? Because it's um, obviously from people that all yeah. kind of work in live music, but all from like different, the different kind of rungs within it. Yeah. I mean, I think the main thing that we've talked to, or that people have sort of said to us is that during the pandemic they've they've, they've realised how much they took live music for granted um, and everyone mm -hmm. has kind of said that like you know we just can't wait for it to come back and we'll sort of never take it for granted again and I mean we'll see how long that lasts but <laughs> um, 
but I think you know that's that's definitely be the main thread. Like you know, we we've kind of talked about it in a way that um, a lot of people have said it's been almost like therapy, just being able to like talk through how much they've missed live music and uh, all the gigs that they used to go to and like reminiscing on 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 past things. And I think people are now just so excited to sort of get out there and be in a room with people again. And like, I mean, like, like you said, Ellie, when, um, uh, when I interviewed you, like, you know, the, the smells and things like that, like, can't wait for that. Um, you know, I want, I, I want to get a beer thrown over me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've just moved rooms and you said you've got like a basically mm-hmm. a studio set up with a, with a bed in it. And I just wondered what your studio setup was. What are you making music on? Do you have any like go to? My setup is, uh, is very simple. I have, uh, I have my little focus right interface. I've got my, my nice monitors and that's all I really need. Um, you know, a, a, a keyboard. That's pretty much it. Um, I like, I like minimalism in a studio. Mm-hmm. Although it's, in, in my own studio, I like minimalism. But when I go somewhere, I, I like to be able to see sort of a million instruments everywhere, even yeah. though I can't play them. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So like whenever I go to like Sour Sink's place, he's, you know, he's a proper like multi-instrumentalist. He can pick up anything and, and play it. It's incredible. So, you know, he's got he's got everything. But my, my setup is very very um very simple i'm i'm more of a sort of vibes kind of uh <laughs> uh mm. kind of thing you know i've i've got i've got my like uh essential oils diffuser making the place <laughs> smell good i love that i've love got my that. himalayan salt lamp yeah oh, uh, have you ever licked one they're actually really yeah, salty <laughs> yeah that's like I, the first thing <laughs> i did <laughs> which, yeah, thank you <laughs> oh my gosh do you are you like using a, a door yeah a yeah using logic? i am um, so i started on logic and then when i went into engineering um like every studio was basically run on pro tools so i yeah. taught myself pro tools okay. and then pro tools kind of became my main thing when i was engineering and mixing wow. and stuff like that but i still write on logic and i'm sort of slowly trying to move into ableton because that's that's nice. what Callum uses and and every time I go around his I'm just blown away by what you can do in Ableton. Um Yeah. Yeah. I've just uh, I'm yet to fully wrap my head around it. So I'm mainly a logic a logic guy um when it comes it's to writing. It's super good for um Ableton's super good for like like in the live front like triggering yeah. scenes and yeah, stuff like yeah. that and you can hook it up with Max. And yeah. I but it it's funny you kind of got all three prongs but like so i always think of pro tools as being like very old school like it does what it says on the yeah. tin and it's kind of like not user friendly in the way that i find it really hard to look at because it's quite not colorful yeah. as opposed to ableton which is like you can have it pink and i'm like yes that's what it is. So, <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely um i mean i i uh I, st- I i i will always start a song in logic when i'm composing just because I, I find it so easy you know to just sort of get get the, the the synth patches out that I want or to just like stretch things and move things around and um I just love the interface for um for when I'm writing but then as soon as I get into the sort of more technical side like if I'm if I'm sort of having to get in and like edit or like tune someone's vocals or mm. mix a track or whatever I will export everything from Logic and put it into Pro Tools and do that all in there um, and I think that's that's pretty much what you said. Like it's very sort of old school and technical, and um, I think that's just you know that's what I've always done, just because that's what I was taught. Um, but yeah, I think there's no there's not really any right way to do it. I've, I mean, I've met producers that that write and compose in Pro Tools, and I thought they were absolutely insane. But um, you know, that's <laughs> that's just. Uh, each to their own <laughs> yeah you can do loads and like i think people like look down on like garage band you can do loads yeah. in it works with loads yeah of i think it was like grimes did her first couple of albums or something just in garage band which is yeah, amazing that rings a bell yeah loads of people used to make fun of like fruity loops yeah um which is kind of like the reason that grime is the bpm it is 100 percent default setting so you just yeah do what you gotta do i totally agree
Um, and then my fun question before Ellie wraps up yeah. is you mentioned that people have been signing into your DMs for collaborating. Yeah. But do you have any people, artists, bands <laughs> that you would that you dream to collaborate with? Uh probably, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm I think the indie? Oh no. I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna shock some people. Uh I I I love pop music. I would love to. I would love One Direction to get back together and write some music with them. <laughs> and that's like genuinely, I love One Direction, and I'm not afraid to say it. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I think there's either things that you like or things that you don't like, and I just happen to like most things, um, pretty much everything. Fair. But I love One yeah. Direction. How amazing would that I think be? From, from <laughs> my X Factor world, I think I'm a little mix person. Like, oh yeah, I, like, you so well, are. I, I think Little Mix is like they're like just such a sick girl band. I don't care. I just think they're. I just think they're so fun. Yeah. Shout out to my ex. I yeah, I, I agree. I I love Little Mix. I guess it's just me that wants like S Club Seven to get back together. Oh, I mean that would be great. <laughs> So yeah, obviously, like my final question is uh, the final question that you asked us as your final <laughs> question. Um, but I'm going to obviously put a little bit of a twist on it. So, oh no, do who do you have on repeat at the moment, and who do you know who has you on repeat at the moment? Oh wow! Oh, very oh, good. Ali. That is that is cool. Um, who have I got on repeat? Um, at the start of like lockdown last year, I started um, this music club thing because one of my best mates moved to Canada, and like it was a way for us to sort of link up. Like every couple of weeks, we would we would uh, we basically have a uh, a collaborative playlist on Spotify, and we just chuck a load of tunes on. It's like me, uh, my mate who lives in Canada, Sabir, and my and my flatmate, and um and another friend of ours. And uh, so I'm just I always have that playlist on repeat. I'll just let me just quickly get it up, and I'll uh, I'll read out some of the um. Yeah, so some of the, uh, who have we got? This was uh, a Billie Holiday song. Then we've got a Kate Renata tune, Maverick Sabre's new song, Ooh. Skinny Palembe. Looks like, it sounds amazing. I'll, um, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you the songs that I put on, on this, on this particular, uh, the most recent one. I put on um, Sound of Your Voice by Griff, who I think is incredible. Um, she just came fifth in the BBC Sound of 2021. Um, she's brilliant, if you've not heard her before i'd massively recommend um i also put harry styles treat people with kindness because i think that's a great song and the music video for that is like the happiest video i've ever seen um is that the one with phoebe waller bridge yeah yeah um I, I was on a bit of a 1d hype on this because <laughs> i then put a zane song on <laughs> Um, I really don't know anything by wonder oh ah, well yet, but I this, do, this is the perfect playlist for you then watermelon sugar yeah, that's well, uh, yeah. Harry that's not that's not bad. It. But uh, it's you by Zayn is a oh actually do you know what beautiful Zane is song so good. Yeah. And you know I pillow really talk. Ah, so it's from that same yeah, album. Yeah. Oh, um, but honestly, so the the vocals on it's you are crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, you've inspired the rest of my day to go and listen <laughs> to like Zayn, One Direction, Harry Styles. There you go. Everything. And then the last song I put on was a song called "I Know How to Speak" by Manchester Orchestra. Um, and that actually, that's actually a really good segue because something I was going to say was um, uh, Manchester Orchestra are like my, my, my favourite band like ever. Um, and their new album is coming out tonight. So um, I'm not, it doesn't, it's not on repeat yet, but I know that by the time this episode comes out, it will be. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah, Manchester Orchestra is the answer to that question. Uh, and who do I know that has me on repeat? Um, my mum, probably. <laughs> um <laughs> uh i've i've been uh it's oh that's oh yeah my uh it's very funny actually uh the the day that my song came out um i got a bunch of messages from my mum uh she had sent the song to like every person that she knows Shout and like out, I, yeah i was getting i was getting messages like lynn hairdresser says it's amazing um <laughs> Your auntie Kathy is so excited for you. She loves the chorus and like all this. So, so who do I know has got on repeat? It's definitely just my mum's friends. Love the hairdresser. <laughs> I love that so much. But no, on on that note, um, we really hope that your mum and her friends have this podcast on repeat. 
Yeah. Oh, they will. Fingers My mum will be so excited yeah. that I'm on a podcast. Hey. A hundred percent. Hey, Drew's mum. Hello. Hey, mom. Shout My out name's to Jan. you all. Jan. Jan. Shout yeah. out, Jan. You're wonderful. <laughs> no, you've been an amazing guest. Oh, thank you it's so been much. So lovely to talk to you. Thank you. As Hattie said, you've been a great guest. You've been a, a very, very special guest um, to us, actually, just because you know both um, we, we we both also uh, in the music industry and have a podcast. And thank yeah. you for being on the other side the other today. Side. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like what you said when when you when yeah when, when I interviewed you guys, you were saying it felt really weird to be interviewed. I, I agree. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it is strange to be on the the receiving end of the, of the interview i'm not used to talking about myself this much how so, has um, it been for you Have it's you been really it? fun it's yeah i've i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed sort of being self-indulgent for a little while <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah thanks for having me on guys i, I, I really appreciate it was the lovely drew jody on on repeat the podcast stay tuned for a new episode next week thank you again to drew for taking the time out to speak to us don't forget to follow and like and subscribe and all that jazz on social media we really appreciate it and see you next week for another amazing episode and amazing guest <laughs>